0: We want to welcome our online viewers, those that are watching online, or perhaps you're listening on the podcast today or some point in the week. Uh, It is an honor to have you with us. We want to welcome you. We consider you a part of this family. Don't we hope, Covenant Church, would you welcome our online viewers and listeners? Great to have you with us. Let's pray, and then I want to dig right into the word. Lord, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your word, which does not return void. We thank you, God, for your presence, that you're releasing an outbreak of your presence this morning. Lord, do what only you can do. We thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would speak to us and that you would awaken us with your principles and with your voice. In the name of Jesus, we just shout amen. Amen. Okay, today I want to talk about living with enthusiasm. You may have seen that on the text uh, yesterday that went out or on our social media You might think, uh, what does enthusiasm have to do with godliness? Well, I'm so glad you guys asked. And just so you know, I would expect a plethora of dad jokes and enthusiasm from me this morning. I don't know why, but I woke up this morning on the right side of the bed, and I just feel good. Do you feel good this morning? Living with enthusiasm. I want to start today by saying this, as I did last week, that the choices I make will determine the person that I will become. The reason why I say I and not we is because I want you to personify everything in scripture and wear this like a shoe, okay? The shoe fits, wear it, okay? So the choices I make will determine the person that I will become. And I want to discuss the choice this morning of following God's plan for living enthusiastically, how many of you have ever been at a drive through you've ever been to a store where you're in front of someone who clearly does not want to be where they are in that moment? They're lacking maybe a little bit of enthusiasm. Maybe a waitress, maybe a waiter, whatever it may be. I've got some waitresses that are here that are like, yeah, we know about that. <laughs> so say a word, brother. Um, <laughs> Proverbs 2, verse 11. If you have your Bibles or your On You version, wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. And I'm praying for understanding this morning that you would understand the revelation of His word. There's so much power in making wise decisions. A wise biblical des- decision that I want to discuss today is this living enthusiastically. It's a godly trait to live enthusiastically, and I want to even give you some statistics today about that, but living enthusiastically is a choice. This is a decision that we all have to make. You can choose not to be enthusiastic, or you can choose to be enthusiastic. I could choose to be nice, or I could choose to be ugly. Hopefully, you're choosing to be nice and demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit, and I want to tie that in because, believe it or not, enthusiasm is a result of joy, which is a fruit of the Spirit. How many of you know, if you robo-shoto and you got a prayer language, but you don't demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, forget about it. That was New York right there. Let's dig into this topic in Deuteronomy 28. You find out a lot about putting God first in your choices. It talks about obedience to God and that blessings overtake you when you do what God says to do. Everybody say this with me. Say, blessings overtake me when I'm obedient. And when you're obedient to God, the blessings follow. And there's there's actually contradictory. It shows in this scripture both sides. It gives the flip side of what happens when I'm disobedient. And that's why I hope that when you leave here, that you'll almost make this your scripture of the week, this block, and really meditate on it. It says we're supposed to meditate on scripture. See, I'm going to give you the nuggets and the chicken nuggets. Go home and eat those things when you get home, too. We could all use a little Chick-fil-A. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, verse 43 to 48, the foreigners living among you will become stronger and stronger while you become weaker and weaker. They will lend money to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head and you will be the tail. See, it says earlier in Deuteronomy, then when we obey, we're the head and not the tail. How many of you have ever declared that? I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. You know, but we say that in prayer. You, you get Liz going off in the spirit. She's walking around, pacing around the house. She's going to say, I'm the head and not the tail. But it says when you're disobedient, you're the tail and not the head. I don't know about you, and I'm not trying to be comical, but I don't want to be the tail. That's right, I don't want to be the butt end. I just don't. not Not me. Please, Lord, spare me. But it gets gets even more painful when you look at verse 45. If you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and obey the commands and decrees he has given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. How many of you know that's what sin tries to do? That's what disobedience does. It'll take you out. You go, well, that's Old Testament. No, it applies. Scripture applies. By the way, it's scripture still applies. You go, well, we're not under the law. Well, you listen, scripture still applies wear this, listen to it. Obedience is not, it's it's not exempt just because he died on a cross for your sin. And by the way, let's not abuse grace and go, I'm going to go ahead and just sin knowing that he'll forgive me. Yeah. We don't know. We don't go for that. That's we don't go for sloppy grace. We're not going to take advantage. We're going to live in obedience because that's when the blessings come. These horrors will serve as a sign and a warning among you and your descendants forever. And here's, here's today's key if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received. See, God's pouring out a blessing. I believe that. The Lord pours out his favor on us when we're obedient, but it says that we're to serve the Lord with joy and enthusiasm. And the reason why I believe this is so key is how many of you know when the devil's trying to, we've been talking about rest we talked about last week when the devil's trying to wear you out what he's ultimately trying to do is snuff out your joy and your enthusiasm and your passion for life and if he can do that he's robbed you of your witness and your ability to reach others and make a difference for jesus so this is a great tactic if you're trying to rob kill and destroy you picking up what i'm putting down this morning so alert joy and enthusiasm are important We need to be fired up and enthusiastic about God. I might be a little extra enthusiastic about this message. (laughs) Verse 48, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you and you will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. So what is enthusiasm? The word enthusiasm, check this out because when I was studying this, my my, mind was just like my mind blown in the back. Enthusiasm is made up of two Greek words. You go, oh, here he goes with the teaching. <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy this morning. But it is, it's made up of two words, enthusiasm. It's two words in the Greek. "n means within. Okay. So this is pointing to within us, our soul. Enthusiasm or theos, which means God. So God within is the interpretation of the word Enthusiasm. That's why the scripture that supports this, the joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, it's not my joy. I'm going to run out of this because of circumstances in life. But the joy of the Lord goes beyond circumstances. It goes beyond life. I can carry this in the best in the worst of times. It's God within, enthusiasm, which, by the way, is an indication of joy. It's an outflow of joy. It's the demonstration of joy, enthusiasm, God within that comes out. So the interpretation means in God or God within. In other words, God dwells within us. Where you find God, you find enthusiasm, you find passion, and you find joy. When you invite God into your life, choosing his way, God will flow out enthusiasm God within God flowing out Webster's definition of the word enthusiasm I love this you can look this up when you leave when you leave here if you want to even go ahead and check everything I'm saying Uh, there's a couple of definitions and I love this number one is strong excitement of feeling number two is with energy Number three is with zeal. And number four, this one blew my mind. A revelation of the Holy Spirit. It says that right in Webster's Dictionary. That those that are enthusiastic, this is a revelation of Holy Spirit. Why is that? Because it's the pneuma, it's the breath of God that flows out of us. The enthusiasm that is a revelation of joy, which comes and is delivered many times by Holy Spirit. This is good stuff. You guys need to get excited. Maybe a little enthusiasm in the room would be awesome today just because we're speaking on it. You know, just, just, it's a thing today. Romans 12 verse 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Man, scripture supports this word enthusiasm. I read this, that the North Carolina Department of Employment says the number one need this year that employers have, number one, is to find someone who is enthusiastic about the job. Now, let me break out what this is saying. They don't know they're saying this. Enthusiasm means God within. The Department of Employment, the the Department of Employment, they're saying, North Carolina Department of Employment, they're saying they want people who have a revelation of Holy Spirit that have God within. They actually posted that on their website. I was like, whoa, they don't even know what they're saying. I love that. Romans 12, verse 11, in the message, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Why? Because we talked about when you get tired, the enemy gets you exhausted. You start burning out. He snuffs out your enthusiasm. You've got nothing to give, which is why it's important to rest. We were saying last week, this week, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Why do we pray all the harder? Because when we pray, there's an oil, there's a fuel that fuels our passion, fills us with joy because we're connecting with Holy Spirit, who's the one who delivers to you enthusiasm. Joy, which gives you the ability to be enthusiastic. I love this. It's like connect the dots today. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7, so you excel in so many ways in your faith your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us. I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. Now, we talk about this when we we just did offering a little bit ago. And I always tell you, listen, if you can't give from a place of enthusiasm and joy, don't give at all. Don't be a stingy giver. Be an enthusiastic giver. By the way, that's not just money. That's when you're in front of the person that is serving you at a restaurant or you're in front of the person that's at a Starbucks or wherever you are you're at a gas station be enthusiastic be a giver it's scriptural we just read it first Corinthians 15 verse 58 so my dear brothers and sisters be strong and immovable always work enthusiastically for the Lord and I want to pause right there because this applies to our secular job this applies to, to, to church work or, or ministering and, and especially spreading the, the message of the gospel. But I love this. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. By the way, if you're doing your secular job and it's not unto the Lord, you need to check that. Because your work ethic is a direct reflection. It's a ramification of your relationship with the Lord. Wow. That's why I'm trying to lead people to Jesus. Because how many of you know we need to bring back a work ethic? All the employers in this room are like, amen. Yes, I need it. It's hard to find workers. Do you know why? Do you know why it's hard to find workers and creativity? We need revival so bad because Holy Spirit would fix all of this. He would place in us a conviction. And he would breathe on us this very joy that leads to that enthusiasm, which fixes all of it. The Bible has so much to say about being enthusiastic. Living a life of enthusiasm for God is displaying the very work of Holy Spirit like we just said. Living a godly life of enthusiasm is a demonstration of God within. It demonstrates life. We so need people who will demonstrate enthusiasm in today's world. God within on display will change the world. I'm looking at a room that I believe is a room full of world changers. But when we walk out that door... If we're downcast and we're depressed and we're not in the presence of the Lord, because that's what fills us with joy and takes care of depression. I have said years ago that I don't believe in burnout when you're in, when you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. You don't burn out because how many of you know that he's never out of oil? The oil of joy, the oil of gladness. So when you're feeling sad or you're feeling downcast, when somebody comes into my office or they meet me for coffee and they ask me, they say, "Man, I, I feel depressed. I don't. What's my issue?" I, the first question out of my mouth is, "Are you pressing into Jesus? What does your daily devotional time with the Lord look like?" Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, they go, "Yeah, I've been slacking off. I haven't been spending time with Jesus," and then you lack enthusiasm. Because you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit. When the atmosphere is heavy and dark and you are enthusiastic, it presents an opportunity to lead people to Jesus. I believe that as times are getting dark, and I've said this before, but I want to really undergird this today, that we have such a tremendous opportunity in our businesses, in our life, in our actions. When you're at the dentist, you have all of these opportunities to represent Jesus and change the world by being a light in a dark world, by being filled with joy and enthusiastic in a point where they're going, why are you so happy? When it's so dark and the economy's bad, why are you so filled with joy? I, I read a, a statistic that the most depressing job is the job of a dentist because everybody hates going to the dentist. That's why I said dentist. I love my dentist. Now, I hate when he gets all up there with the floss and he hurts my gums and he does stuff. And I, I hate all that stuff. I, I don't enjoy the actual appointment in and of itself, but I am making effort to go, I'm going to be joy-filled and enthusiastic. And you know what I love about the dentist, too? They, they talk to you like you can answer them while they're all up in your mouth. You ever notice that? Like, you're all up in there, bro. I know you, you know, like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm kind of not able to talk right now. That's how it is every time. But anyway, I I was, I go through Chick-fil-A often to get a salad. I'm, I'm trying to eat healthy. The Lord's been convicting me about my temple and, and taking care of the temple of the Holy Ghost and just fresh vegetables. Anyway, that's not the purpose of the story, but I've been going to Chick-fil-A because they've got like the cheapest on the go salad and getting getting salads from them. And they've gotten to know me really well. And one of the ladies who's there, she's from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. So we kind of connected a little bit. And she asked me this week, she goes, can I ask you, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. She goes, you know what? I can tell because we mess up your salad all the time. And you're you're not mad about it ever. She said, you never get mad. You just kind of wait and you're patient. She said, and just with life, and she had no idea what I was speaking on. She goes, you're so enthusiastic. And I was like, dun, dun, dun. Like I, She has no idea what she just said to me. I was like, I love you. Come hug me. You know, now I'm overly enthusiastic. She said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be Pentecostal. That's got to be it. <laughs> Chill, bro. You got like a double dose of the Holy Spirit. Um But it was so prophetic to me when she said that. I was like, thank you. There is literally no greater compliment you can give me than to say that you see God within me. That's what she was saying. Because I could tell you I'm not that great. Ask Liz. My breath stinks in the morning, just like everybody else's. But she was saying she saw something beyond just me. She saw a demonstration of the character of the Holy Spirit and upbeat. Enthusiastic. Any waitress will tell you when you're gracious with them, they love you as a customer. And actually, any worker in the world will tell you that. When you mess up and you're gracious, listen, you can literally lead somebody to the Lord. You never know. You know, you never know what somebody's dealing with. You never know when somebody's just lost somebody. Somebody's going through economic hard times. You never know what somebody's dealing with. So we need to live this enthusiastic life and be a light in a a world that's struggling. John Maxwell says this, one of the greatest things you can do is get excited about your life and start to live enthusiastically day after day. Your whole world will improve. If you wait to get excited until some lucky outer event happens, guess what? If you wait, what does life do? It waits. And if you hold back until a more appropriate time to get excited, what does life do? It holds back. If you're going to hold back on enthusiasm, develop lots of patience because you're going to wait a long time for an exciting life. By the way, he's very instrumental in the leadership of Chick-fil-A, I'm hitting on Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A needs to endorse us as a church. But you'll notice the whole my pleasure thing, they work really hard, and I think they do a great job, guys. I mean, if you've ever sat in their drive-thru, you get into the line, you look at it usually the drive-thru, and you're like, uh, I don't have time for this. And the next thing you know, you're through it in like 10 minutes. They're very efficient, and they're very enthusiastic about it. Sure, they have times where they mess up. They're not perfect, but they really strive for excellence, they really do, and I love that about them. What I want to give you today, displaying enthusiasm, it takes surrender. You have to surrender the feelings of now, current circumstances, and move past current optics at times, and so into a future of joy. And I want to give you three effects of enthusiasm. Number one is enthusiasm is an energizer. You can change the atmosphere and charge it with life when you're enthusiastic, Number two is that enthusiasm is an elevator. Enthusiasm lifts people up. It engages and encourages people. You lift people up who cannot lift themselves up, and that's the key right there. The person who's in bed that can't get up and can't get out because they're so depressed, and you call them. Josh and I were talking about a, a dear friend of ours this week or last week, whatever it was, that we were really concerned about, and we were trying to elevate this person and encourage them. We had a burden for this person and went to extreme measures to get in touch with this person and reach out to them. Because enthusiasm is an elevator. It lifts people up that can't lift themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's what you're supposed to do. Somebody who can't find joy, you're supposed to lead them to a place of joy. Remember, it's, a, it's, it's Holy Spirit. It's, it's not a lake. It's not meant to be contained. It's a river. It's supposed to flow out and be contagious that others would pick this up. That's for enthusiasm. Number three, enthusiasm is an eliminator. Enthusiasm will eliminate little irritations because you're too excited or passionate to care. That's good. Like when I'm going through Chick fil A and they mess up the salad, I'm too excited about Jesus to care about that momentary light affliction, if that's even what that is. Right? Mm -hmm. We major on the minors, but we got to stop doing that. Overcomers are enthusiastic. And I, I, I also, last story about Chick-fil-A, and I'm done. <laughs> I was in the drive-thru. This was a couple weeks ago, and there was a guy in front of me, and I had my window rolled down because, you know, when they come up to you with the iPad thing, like, they're really efficient. They don't wait for you to go to the speaker where you're like, what? What would he say? You no, know, they do the, the whole iPad thing, and they're really good about it, so they have this whole process. Well, this guy in front of me, he was extra grace required to say the least and he's he's taking this order and apparently the girl had a problem with her ipad and he just starts yelling at her and then i look above and there was another person it was like a couple people in the line at the same time like anger was just triggered there was a spirit i believed in that line and there was massive what i'm going to call drive-through drama going on in the drive-through at chick-fil-a and I got up to the girl when it was my turn, and I said, how's your day? And she went, <sighs> and I went, there's my opportunity. This is my moment to shine. And I said, you know what? I'm going to order, and I gave her my order, and I said, and you know what? If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And she started crying. And I said, can I pray with you real quick? And I prayed with her, and I said, I just want to pray that the Lord would give you a better day. And she goes, you know what? I'm a Christian and I said, well, you know, when was the last time uh, you, you, you have a church? She goes, I haven't gone in a long time. She goes, but you know what? Because of you, I'm going to go back this week. That's literally all it took to reach this girl. And she actually started sharing with me to a point where I was backing up cars, probably had people hating but she was saying to me, she's like, you know, I actually I know all about, you know, I've been I've been a Christian for years and I actually I'm, I'm backslidden. I've, I've got some issues and I know you're a pastor because I've heard, you know, they actually talk about you on the headsets and stuff. I was like, cool, cool. I'm a celeb over at Chick-fil-A. Uh, but um, but, I, you know, you, you never know. You know, I'm not sharing this because I'm awesome. I'm sharing this because God moved and we need to take time to do this because this can change the narrative or the trajectory of somebody's entire life. I want to give you three action points regarding enthusiasm, and then I want to pray that God would release this, that the Holy Spirit would literally dwell in each of us, that we would be world changers, one Chick-fil-A, drive through person, Starbucks, whatever your poison is, that the Lord would just every day, in the everyday interactions, See, so we forget about the everyday. A lot of times, we want, to, we want to reach the world, but we forget about the neighborhood that's right next door. Yeah. Guys, we got to get this in order we stop trying to be like maximus and and like oh my god we're like um, just chill out <laughs> chill out it's going to be all right just reach the person that's in front of you god i believe that god gives us divine appointments and puts people in front of us that need the presence of the lord he does that i believe because that's for the purpose of ministry it's divine it's it's divinely appointed i truly believe that just like i believe you're not here by accident today the three things uh three three action points regarding enthusiasm number one is that it's a choice it's not a byproduct it's something that's cultivated let's cultivate this enthusiasm this joy let's cultivate this and you know where do we cultivate it we cultivate it in the presence of the lord which is why i encourage you every day good morning holy spirit everybody say good morning holy spirit good morning holy spirit thank you choir Number two is hang around with enthusiastic people. You've heard it before that bad company corrupts good morals. I used to say this uh, to all of my youth ministry students all the time. Bad company corrupts good morals, but I also believe that good company can corrupt bad morals. I used to say, go hang out with somebody who's on fire for Jesus and corrupt all those bad morals. Like, go for it. Let's change this thing. Don't let haters snuff out your enthusiasm. And then the third point is... We need to pray and invite God. This is the most important to come and dwell within us. Holy Spirit, the God within enthusiasm, literally what this verse means. I'm a carrier of Holy Spirit. I have revelation of Holy Spirit, and that's why I'm so ignited, and that's why I'm so passionate, and that's why I'm ready to change the world. That's why nothing's going to stop me from being excited about life. The enemy is trying at every turn to wear you out and kill your joy. So now that we're aware of the tactic, what are we going to do? And I say this all the time, that a hundred times more than what I want to stand for what I'm against, I want to I be standing for what I'm for. So let's represent Jesus, and I want to encourage you. You know, I, so I encourage worship leaders at, at worship conferences You don't sit there and bind the devil the whole time. Worship is about magnifying the Lord. And that's your greatest weapon of warfare. When you lift up the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, the battle's already been won. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet this morning enthusiastically. And I want you to just lift your hands It just, this is a moment, just you and Jesus. If you're watching online, just a moment, you and Jesus. I rebuke all depression. I rebuke all heaviness. I rebuke all tiredness. I rebuke lethargy. And right now, Father, we command your attention, we give you our attention. And I thank you, Lord, for an outflow of the oil of joy over every person. We declare, we take up a garment of praise where there's a spirit of heaviness. And Father, I thank you that when we praise you, the shackles of depression and anxiety fall off in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. And Here's the call this morning. If you've been feeling anxious and you've been feeling like this depression and this heaviness has been coming on you, just go ahead and lift your hand real high. If that's you, yeah, you've been battling this thing. It's been coming against you. Situations in life has been, have been hitting you moment after moment. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And here's what the Lord says. You need to begin to start praising on your own. Put on some worship music and just start dancing around your house and say, I thank you, Lord. It's a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I'm going to just praise you. Can we just begin to lift up our voices all across this room? Father, we just thank you. Come on, lift up your voices. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Go on, turn off the music just a little bit. We worship you, Jesus. We declare a garment of praise where there's a spirit of heaviness. And we thank you, Lord, for your joy. We thank you, Lord, for your peace. We thank you, Lord, for your passion and your presence. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. Come on, make some noise. Let your ears hear your own mouth begin to declare. Give you our voices and our worship. Yeah. Your presence, Jesus. Your presence, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I thank you for your peace, and I thank you for your joy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, just declare this with me before we end. I declare the joy of the Lord. Over my, week, over my week, over my month, over, my month, over this year, over, this year over, my life, over my life, I say no more, say no more to depression, depression no, more no more to anxiety, no more to heaviness. I declare your presence. I, your presence. I, ask, I ask for a release, for a release of, the of the revelation of Holy Spirit, of Holy Spirit in my life. In my your joy joy. from this moment moment, moving moving forward forward. would you enthusiastically lift up a shout of praise all across this segment that's you yeah I just thank you for that Jesus we seal that right now in Jesus name as we declare that over each of our lives We thank you for your joy. We thank you for your presence. A garment of praise that will break that spirit of heaviness in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, I'm going to dismiss, but before I do that, if you need prayer, come up and see Liz and I. If you need somebody to just agree with you this morning. You've been feeling like it's hard to be full of joy. It's hard to display this thing. I'm, I'm struggling with this. Come see us. We want to pray with you. If you're listening online or you're listening on the podcast, go ahead and send us a DM. We, we have a prayer team that will be praying for you if you need that. I want to encourage you guys to have the best week ever. Let's be enthusiastic. Amen. Thank you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.